In the 40 years I've served the church, there is a consistent refrain from pastors who say that even with sound theological training in seminary and on-the-job experience in a local church, most admit they are ill-equipped to face the leadership challenges on a daily basis. As pastors, we are trained to preach, teach, walk people through their trials and triumphs, yet we can get stuck planning for the future. The past five years revealed even more as the lack of preparation has meant missteps and missed opportunities. Stuck pastors need a coach to help them get unstuck. That is what we will be talking about today on Growing Together. Hello and welcome to Growing Together, a podcast where we discuss all things related to church planting and vitality in the Presbyterian Church in America. I'm Chris Vogel, the Church Planting and Vitality Coordinator for Mission to North America. This podcast exists to cultivate kingdom advancement in the PCA by connecting leaders, increasing awareness of the work being done, and promoting growth through discussions on church planting and vitality. Join us today as we grow together. In the 40 years I've served the church, there is a consistent refrain from pastors who say that even with sound theological training in seminary and on-the-job experience in a local church, most admit they are ill-equipped to face the leadership challenges on a daily basis. As pastors, we are trained to preach, teach, walk people through their trials and triumphs, yet we can get stuck planning for the future. The past five years revealed even more as the lack of preparation has meant missteps and missed opportunities. Stuck pastors need a coach to help them get unstuck. That is what we will be talking about today on Growing Together. We have with us today Vincent Torriello. He is the M&A Coaching Specialist and Ordained PCA Minister an Associated Certified Coach with the International Coaching Federation. He has been in pastoral ministry since the mid-90s in a variety of roles, a senior, associate, and church planter. He is a coach of leaders in ministry, music, and business, and is the founder of By Design Coaching. Welcome, Vinny. Thank you, Chris. Well, when we hear the word coach, you know, I often think of sports. In our culture, that's what often comes up. But for some reason, I just can't imagine you coaching a pastor by standing in the back of the church with a clipboard in hand, screaming at him to get to the third point in the sermon. So to help us more clear understanding of what a, a coach of a pastor does, what it looks like. Of course, let, let me let me try to define it by um, by saying this. The International Coaching Federation mm-hmm. defines coaching as partnering with clients in a thought provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. And so that idea of partnering, you know, that relationship, mm-hmm. also the, the the way you have that relationship is thought-provoking, creative process. And the result of that is to inspire this person or team to maximize uh, their potential personally, professionally. So I think that sums it up um, well. And I would add that from a Christian perspective, coaching is an empowering relationship or a set of empowering conversations Mm -hmm. that draws out of a person or team what God has put in 
a la Proverbs 20 and verse 5. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe these distinctions might help in terms of what does it look like. So if a counselor uh, brings healing and relief um, and a consultant brings advice and solutions and mentors uh, impart wisdom and experience and friends just help you to have a good time and feel <laughs> like yourself, yeah. coaches draw out for progress in fulfilling one's calling and purpose. And that's what the Apostle Paul said to Timothy. Uh, let let people see your progress, right? Mm. So a coach mm-hmm. helps you to make that real progress. Okay. Well, so what uh, for yourself, what what drew you to coaching? How how And how have you benefited from it? Where have you seen its impact in your life? Yeah, so what drew me to coaching was receiving it myself. So I hadn't had coaching in my uh, ministerial career yeah. uh, until I became a church planter, and they say, "Oh, get get some coaching," and I right. got mm-hmm. some coaching, and it was it was helpful. Um, <clears throat> and then I um, hit a, a point in my my ministry where I was unsure about what's next, mm. and was looking ahead to a sabbatical. And in God's providence, I ran into an old family friend who happened to be a professional certified coach, and uh, she offered me coaching. Hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, let's see what this is about. <clears throat> and through that relationship, I really learned what it was to be professionally coached. And so, you know, having someone draw me out, having someone uh, there to help me gain awareness and clarity on my strengths and w- where I might want to go, helping me to develop some options and then hold me accountable in a sense to some some goals and some actions towards that so that I could see more clearly, where is God leading me now? What's mm-hmm. my calling and purpose now? And through that relationship, I then uh, re- received some coach training mm-hmm. and started doing a little coaching, you know, sort of on the side and yeah. realized, you know what, I'm actually good at this. And uh, so I went on to get some more professional training. Um, started to pray and seek the Lord, talk to my wife about it and um, finding fruitfulness in my coaching relationships. And back in uh, 2018, I started a coaching business and then transitioned fully out of full-time pastoral ministry and into full-time coaching and uh, have a real passion and love for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you do. I know know that that's true. Well, you know, as you're describing some of those those factors, how this this friend who was a coach kind of helped you, I think sometimes people can think, yeah, that sounds great. If I don't have a friend, if I don't know someone, I have to hire someone. So kind of playing the, the, the little uh, other side here, you know, I've got a friend. He he can, I'll talk to my friend or I'm on the church staff and and one of my colleagues at, at church or someone in, in my presbytery can can be the sounding board. Why, why, why isn't that necessarily, you know, it's not a bad thing, obviously, but, but how, how's coaching differ and might be able to, to serve, serve better? Yeah, maybe in a word, it's the intentionality of it. Mm. You know, a coaching relationship has intentionality. Uh, we're not just hanging out. Um, you know, it's not just a set of guys or, you know, a group of friends just talking, shooting the breeze and mm-hmm. yeah, here's a piece of advice and so on. But it's with someone who um, has been trained and spent time really learning what is it what does it mean to listen actively to someone, not to tell them what you want to tell them, 
right? right? right. <laughs> um, and and sort of fix them or, you know, uh, set them straight or something like that, but to just draw them out so they can hear themselves, right? And, and to ask the kind of questions that powerfully draw them out and then train to really understand how do you set uh, smart goals so that you can actually mm. reach them? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you create an an environment of support and accountability so that there's some structure in there to help you to really make some progress? Yeah, it it sounds like in that context of that oh you know you use the word structured and kind of using it again, but that structured relationship where there is some accountability an understanding of what the relationship is and looks like and working with somebody who's been, who has been trained again, as, as a pastor, we could all think, yeah, I can do that. I've listened to people. Well, usually I listen to people and, and I I can always, I'm really good at telling them what to do. So what goes into being trained then as a coach, Uh, you know, in the, in your context, obviously with the, uh, um, ICF, the International Coaching Federation, has some structure to it. So, get you know, not in all the details, but give us an idea of what's what's involved in being trained as a certified coach. Yeah, I mean, there, certainly there is uh, uh, basic competencies, like any uh, profession, mm-hmm. that you uh, need to learn what those competencies are, yeah. and then become competent in them. And, you know, the benefit of that to you is that you become more confident that what you're providing that person is really a value and benefit to them. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily about you having a good conversation. It's actually being in service to them. Mm-hmm. And then there's also ethical standards uh, of what mm-hmm. is it like to have or what should it be like to have a relationship with someone in that kind of way, in terms of confidentiality in terms of how to manage that relationship, what you do inside those conversations, outside those conversations, if you happen to run into one another, just mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Well, let's just then talk a little bit about what what this you know, coaching kind of context looks like. What 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 would I expect? So I say, yeah, I, I'm stuck. I'm trying to create some goals, and you know, my sessions kind of get my case for strategic planning, and I just keep, you know circling and circling and not getting anywhere so i i contact you and said help me i i need a coach so what is the what does that path look like for me as as a pastor yeah great question so coaching relationships are not a one-size-fits-all um it is really something that is uh the the technical term is contracted always be Mm -hmm. contracting um, but it's a co-created relationship. So we would sit down uh, and talk about, well, where are you now? Mm-hmm. Where would you like to be? You know, what are your current challenges? If those were resolved, what what would be happening that isn't happening now? Mm. And then you kind of work through that. Okay, so if that's the case, here's, here's a, a possible way forward there to get from here to there. Mm-hmm. And so this is what a relationship together could look like. Um, and it and it really depends. Like often I'm asked, you know, what's the typical cadence? You know, how often, how long do you coach somebody? It really depends. It depends on the present need mm-hmm. of the person. What kind of, what level of support do they want and need? It also depends upon the res- their resources in terms of time. Can they invest the time into it? Can they invest the money in it? And, and to what degree? 
Right. And so those things are taken into consideration and then and then you kind of map it out, you 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 contract for it mm-hmm. and then you walk through it and are we how are we doing? Are we getting where you want to go? Any adjustments need to be made, that kind of thing. I think typically when I work one to one with people, um, it's usually a twice a month kind of cadence, okay. 50 minutes per meeting um, over a nine to 12 month period of time. And what I find with uh, with many clients is that they get such a benefit out of it. They're like, well, I want to keep going. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How, can, how can we extend? Can we extend? Yes and right. yes. And, and you just sort of, you go back to the beginning mm-hmm. in a sense and sort of talk about, well, where would you like to go from here? And how can we get there? And what's what's the best pathway? Right. Oh, good. Well, you had mentioned about having a coach as a church planter in, in an R context in the PCA. We, we, you know, strongly encourage all of our, Church planners, you need a coach, uh, but we don't talk about coaching really beyond that. Um, at least historically, we, we haven't and, until a certain coaching specialist came along with M and A named Vinny. Um, so we're talking more about it. So kind of help help uh, you know help us think through what what is the benefit of coaching for a senior pastor in that think through the the distinctions between a, a planter and a solo or a senior pastor could, could be an assistant associate that that you've seen that would would encourage them to think again about hey uh i may not be planting but i i should have a coach that's a great question chris um as i've thought about it you know and have worked with a variety of of people in different stages i have seen the benefits that can be gained in in each and every season of ministry. Mm. And so, for example, in the early years, right, in ministry, the learning curve is steep, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and you don't know what you don't know, right? So (laughs) support for ongoing learning, for practicing and reflecting so that you can continue to make progress, um, that that is a good uh, focal point. Uh, In church planting, as we've already said, you know, the pace, the complexity, the the, the, uh, demands, they're so high that uh, a good coach can really assist you in not losing your own soul, uh, mm. yourself, mm-hmm. and and or your family in the yeah. in that great work, right? Um, in the mid years of ministry, you know, a coach can come alongside you as you consider a shift in role or focus in your ministry, or to get the most out of a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Um, senior pastors, in particular, who are experienced and skilled. Um, simply, in my opinion, simply need a skilled coach to ask them powerful questions, be a sounding board about things they can't necessarily share with others, uh, provide them with a safe space so they can think their thoughts and uh, express their feel their true feelings out loud and reflect, and also to help them move forward in the various challenges they're facing, whether those challenges are prioritization uh, for example, to make to take more time or make more time for your family or creating a, a, a great team, mm-hmm. you know, or maintaining your own vitality or resetting your missional strategy or strengthening key relationships. Yeah. You know, all those things are perennial issues, no matter right. how skilled and experienced you are in ministry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and as you mentioned, there's you know, you, you need that space to process. And it uh, I've, I've watched some some. Some guys process it with their session while they're still developing the thoughts and the ideas, and it can scare elders if if they're just you know 
verbal processing in the context of a session meeting is going, wait, you're thinking what? Are you crazy? Um, and uh, and at the same time, uh, given specific times and, and seasons, you mentioned the, the sabbatical uh, coaching, and, and we've talked about that before, you know, having a coach leading into a sabbatical, having a coach coming out of sabbatical um, and yeah. the benefits through that process, which is its own specific time. It's, you know, you're not, not going to be doing that all the time, I, I trust, but every you know, so many years, seven years, yeah. uh, and yeah, other phases in the in the life of a church. No, that's 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 really helpful. Well, you know, as M and A's coaching specialist, um, let's dream. Um, you you have limitless uh, finances and and people uh, in place, uh, and so what what would you like to see with coaching in the context of of the PCA? Where, where would you yeah. like to go? Yeah, thanks, Chris. <laughs> That's great. So, you know, my vision since I came on board with MA, which is back in September of 2020, not the best time to start something, but there <laughs> it is. <laughs> but the, my, my vision then is the same as it is now, and that is to raise the standard of coaching in the PCA. What I mean by that is, you know, when everyone is a coach, then nobody is a coach. Mm-hmm. So, raising the standard of what is that? You know, what are the competencies and ethical standards that should be practiced for a coach to be most effective mm, mm-hmm. and useful to those that they serve and to give confidence to those that they're serving as well? Right. So to raise that standard, but also to raise the engagement with coaching in the PCA. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my dream mm-hmm. uh, is, well, right now I'm, I'm creating a uh, coach training program. Okay. And so uh, it's it's near done. And my dream would be to provide that professional coach training to uh, plenty of prospective coaches, mm-hmm. um, future coaches, um, so that every pastor, uh, session, network, presbytery in our denomination and, and beyond could have a trained and equipped and competent coach to come alongside them to get the assist, you know, in in the in building the Lord's wonderful kingdom here on earth. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that would great. be so, my that would be my dream. Yeah, and again, I, as you said, planning stages and there's there's things to be worked out. So, but uh, Lord willing, then in the coming year or so, if I'm a network leader or uh, you know, uh, pastoral you know pastoral care committee type of a thing, say we really be great to have someone in our presbytery that's trained as a coach or in our network, uh, something along those lines. There is a would be an avenue for them to get that training and to to be better equipped to 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 do that work. So it indeed we can build yeah, build out the it. bench that way. No, that's great. I guess so. We all need to be be uh, looking forward to to that's that's rolled out. Well, that's great. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, thank you, Vincent, for your your time today. I, I really trust this was helpful to those listening. You know, if you'd like more information on MA's coaching services, the show notes will have the information you need. Um, but just if any, again, how 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 can best people contact you? Yeah, I mean, you can you can go to my landing page um, on MA's uh, website. Okay. Um, you can you can also just email me directly at vitoriello at pcanet.org. Okay. Um, 
I always offer to people, you know, if they would like, if they're interested in either coaching with me or learning more about coaching or coaching training, they can book a free 30 minute call with me. Uh, there's a link there okay. to my Calendly uh, on my landing page and you're, yep. you're welcome to use that. Okay. So that's again, the email address is V as in Victor T A U R I E L L O. Correct. correct. At pcanet.org. But again, it'll be in the show notes as well. I just want to make sure people people get that. Well, again, thank you. Thank you for joining you, us. Chris. Yeah. And be sure to join us again next time on Growing Together. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Growing Together. We hope you found the discussion informative and engaging. If you want to stay up to date on all things related to church planting and vitality in the PCA, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We'd also love to hear your thoughts, so please leave us a rating and review. Help us spread the word by recommending the podcast to other brothers and sisters in the PCA. To stay in the loop and receive updates, visit pcamna.org slash growing dash together and join our email list. And don't forget to follow us at Mission to North America on Facebook, at PCAMNA on Twitter, and at MNAPCA on Instagram for even more content. Thanks for being a part of the Growing Together community. We'll see you in the next episode.